And welcome to Reim Ahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I am so happy that you are joining me, that you waited for me. Yes. Um, I'm like coming here looking looking for that spot. You know, you're looking for that spot, circling the block, circling the block. So I'm like, Hashem, the listeners will wait. They will. So I'm happy that you waited. I'm happy that you wait. This studio is in a wonderful place, but with so little parking on an alternate side day. It is challenging for those of you who are new listeners. By the way, this is a live show. We haven't had live for a while, I think. Been so busy. Baruch Hashem. Um, this is a live show, September 15th. You might be listening to this on Monday night, which is a couple days later. I was like, you know, huffing and puffing here from the car. It's a little too much for me to figure out what day is going to be Monday, but I will tell you like this. Today's show, Be'ez HaShem Yisbarach, is going to be a very, very important show. And yes, you know, every show is important. Every show we speak about Shalom Bayes is important. But today's show is very, very, very important because we're going to be touching some pivotal, literally pivotal issues when it comes to your marriage. Your marriage. Anyone who's listening to the show who's married, I think Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarach, Hashem Hashem Nasev Natsliach, you will see, you will Be'ezus Hashem gain from today's show. Because it's, it's, I, I really, you know, it's funny. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because it's just a matter of a feeling, you know. I, I, I really have to say this, like openly here, on the air, I feel that every single one of my shows is really Siat Dishmaya. It's really Siat Dishmaya, you know. You don't know. You're like, okay, what should I talk about? There's so much to talk about. But what should I talk about today? And I have to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu because every day, actually every, well, first of all, every day, but whenever, you know, comes Thursday and I'm decide, okay, I'm going to do live. I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to speak about? And I literally feel Siyat Dishmaya. And like, I, sometimes I, I feel like, okay, it doesn't talk to me. This, this topic doesn't talk to me. That topic doesn't talk to me. I have to, I have to feel it in my heart. And then it's like HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends it to me. And then I'm like, okay. Okay, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem, please tell me. Today's show, Mitzvah Hashem. We are going to be talking about like this. I, I want to start today's show with something that <clears throat> literally happened to me yesterday. I went to eat lunch, okay? And, you know, <laughs> it's funny I say lunch. It was, and it wasn't a brunch. It was probably a combination of breakfast and lunch, more close to dinner. Hope my wife's not listening to this. Okay, in any case... <laughs> What happens here is that, so I go to this certain store, whatever it is, certain dairy store that I go, have a sandwich, this, that, buy a sandwich or whatever it is. And I go in there and they know, they know, they know me. They, they have the radio on, whatever it is. They know I'm, I'm the Shalom Bias person, whatnot. So there's one guy who behind the counter, a young guy, a nice guy, nice guy. And he's like, he's like, Rabbi, okay, so tell me the secret. I, I'm like, we're, I always tell them, do me a favor if there are customers around, don't ask me questions. I just, you know, I'm relaxing now in the store, but there's nobody there. So I come into the store and he's like, Rabbi, let me ask you a question. I'm like, yes. He says to me, okay, so what's the secret? What's the secret of marriage? Just tell it to me. Tell me what's the secret of marriage. I was about to sort of like tell it to him. And somebody came in and Baruch Hashem, I was saved from that. But I walked out that day, it was yesterday. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, we have the formula, we know the mahalach, we have, we have it all. I mean, Baruch Hashem. Um, I think hopefully we, we have it set. I mean, to know what to do and to do is a whole world of a difference. 
But I was wondering, is there one word I could consolidate? Can I just say, if I ever get that question again, what's the secret to a happy, successful marriage? What's the secret? Is there one word? Can I just say one word? And I, you know, usually I say investment for, for going, negotiating, the three-step formula, which I still very much believe in him. Because I, I feel because like I see it working with couples, Baruch Hashem. I see how it, it, it could change couples, literally, literally couples. I, I also want to mention something, you know, this wasn't really scripted. Not, not much of today's show is scripted. And this is really coming, coming from the heart. And that is, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was mezakami to work with many couples. And I want to tell you, it's really, Shalom Bayis is really in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's hands. It really is. And, you know, it's funny, I, I say this, because here I'm going to do a whole show on skills and tools, but I'm still saying it's all in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's hands. The reason I'm saying this, because if HaKadosh, as long, of course, as long as you're plugging into the right skills and tools, you learned it. Maybe you saw it when you grew up. I feel everybody should learn it. But even if you're plugging into those skills and tools, it doesn't mean you're going to have this great marriage. It really doesn't. Because if chas v'shalom lo aleinu, if a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants, Hashem could, you know, give someone a set of challenges that'll just crack the marriage in half. As good as the marriage is. I, I'm t- as good, I've seen, I've seen marriages. As good as they are, it could be cracked in half due to what? Due to a certain set of challenges that a Kaddish Baruch Hu for whatever reason, it tests the couple. So they can have an amazing, amazing marriage, like for the first, literally for the first 10 years, and all of a sudden things just crack in the seams. Now, was the foundation there? It wasn't there. Did they, were they really knowing what they were doing? Most of the time, not. But that doesn't make a difference. Because even, even in the situations where they sort of got it, if there are enough challenges, the marriage could fall apart. So I'm just letting everybody here know, don't forget, Sim Sholom, when you ask for Shalom, Osa Shalom, it's really in Hashem's hands. The bottom line, Shalom bias is in Akalash Baruch Hu's hands. I'm not saying there shouldn't be Ishtadlas. Of course there should be Ishtadlas. But it's not always necessarily connected directly with a successful marriage. You hear what I'm saying? Ishtadlas, of course, is important. And of course, I, I speak about skills and tools all the time. But many times, I'm telling you this from experience, many times I see couples, they can do a certain couple I'm seeing recently now, which is it's just, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you see miracles, you see mamish nisim gluyim, how couples who can have the most toxic, horrific, <coughs> call it abusive, call it whatever you want, marriage, and the marriage could turn around. How does it happen? I'm telling you right now, there are, there's a formula. There's definitely a, there's, well, there's a skill set and there are tools, but you have to include primary, number one, number one, number one, number one is Adam Tashem. Number one is Adam Tashem to say, Hashem, please give me Shalom Bayes. Please give me Shalom Bayes. And I'm not talking only about for those of you who have, don't have good Shalom Bayes, Chas Shalom. Even for those of you who have good Shalom Bayes, to keep on asking Hashem, Hashem, please, Baruch Hashem, I have great Shalom bias. Me and my husband, we're living wonderfully together. I feel he's there for me. I feel he cares about me. I feel, under- I, I, I feel he understands me. We spend time together. We're connected. Hashem, please, I know the bracha comes from you. I know it comes from you. And that's what you have to say to HaKadosh Baruch Because it really does come from HaKadosh Baruch tell you, I have a particular case. Obviously, we can't say details, but 
or I'm telling you, I've seen a couple, they just worked so hard in their marriage. They worked so, and there was just one takala after the other. For those of you who don't know what the word takala, it was one challenge after the other. You can work as hard as you want in the marriage. If Hashem Chas V'Shalom gives challenges to the marriage, it, you're going to catch yourself like hardly breathing in your marriage. But you know what? They tried so hard. They put so much work and effort into their marriage. Such amazing, amazing people who put so much effort and work. And really, we're talking about certain skills and tools and vatranas and investing. V'chula, v'chula, v'chula. And it kept on being challenges. It's like this the challenge and that challenge that came out of nowhere, which brings obviously brings stress. And, and then, <clears throat> they dive, I know for a fact, they dive very hard. And you mamish, you see how the marriage completely turns around. Completely turns around. For those of you who don't believe, I'm telling you, for those of you who don't believe and think that, you know, you're stuck in a situation. That's the way it's going to be forever. You're living so long with this individual. You never connected in the first place. It just took a year or two to realize that you weren't for each other, to realize that your husband doesn't really care about you. Your wife is not there for you. She's controlling or this or pursuing or this or that or the other thing. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there's always, always opportunity for change, for real, real positive change. Now, it has to start with talking to Hashem. That's where it starts. It starts with asking Hashem, begging Hashem, Hashem, please, please, please help me. Whatever it is, we know how powerful tefillah is. We know how powerful tefillah is, but I see it. I'm telling you this because I see it black and white in my office. I see it black and white. How couples, the, the whole world changes. The whole world changes. You know, they thank me. I'm like, I'm just, I'm really just a shliach. That's all I am is a shliach. All I am is a shliach. It's really, a, you know, hopefully I'm zocha to be a shliach for this particular couple. And they plug into skills and tools. I'm telling you, just plug into the skills and tools. Doesn't this, you can do everything right. Everything right in the marriage. And you could still have a challenging marriage. Because chas v'shalom. If a kodesh baruch chas v'shalom dishes out enough challenges, there's going to be stress. You're not going to be able to deal with it. So <clears throat> what I'm saying to you is, it all starts with a kodesh baruch So, yeah, this guy, it starts and ends with Hashem. It all, it's all a kodesh baruch And by the way, for those of you who have good marriages, thank Hashem. Thank Hashem. Say kodesh baruch Thank you. Thank you. Maidim, Right? Like we said the other week, Rabbi Sinester Yuk and I said this beautiful thing. We first say Maidim. First, we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for everything you give us. The fact that you're our Father, you care for us, you love us. And then after we thank Hashem, we can ask Hashem. Hashem, can you please make sure that our marriages stay on such a beautiful high level? That we, I feel so connected with my husband, with my wife. That's what we should be talking to. Hashem and telling Hashem. So anyways, getting back to the question. So I'm in this store. And uh, opening up a file over here. I'm in this store, and this person comes. He knows me. He's behind the counter, and he says, "Rabbi Greenfield." Okay, so what's the secret? Come on, what's the secret to marriage? Tell me the secret. And I was just about to tell him, you know, because I I always consolidated it to 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 the three. Though you so you will listen to me, you know, right? To the uh, three categorical formula, right? I used to be call it PFN, now I call it IFN, investment for going and negotiating. And I was about to explain that. But now I'm walking out, later on I'm thinking, is there one word? And then we can branch out from that one word. And I want to tell you, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, through, through different, Siyat HaDeshmaya, really Siyat HaDeshmaya, what happened was, is I came up with a word, and I think that everyone listening to me will agree with me. That it all starts with one word. The perfect, wonderful marriage. The most amazing, successful, connecting 
marriage all starts with one word. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that word soon. But before I say that word, I want, I want to tell you something. And it's like this. It's like this. And that is, we must realize something very important. And that is that in order to have a success, I'm, I'm going to get to the word in a second. But when I'm going to say this word, you're going to see that in order for us to connect to the word I'm about to say, for us to plug into that world, we have to, we have to know, as they say, for sure, 100%, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. And our marriage depends on HaKadosh Baruch Hu's bracha for us. And one other thing I want to mention today, and I think this is so powerful and so important, and that is our marriage to our spouse. Ladies, your marriage to your husband, men, your marriage to your wife parallels, you hear me? It parallels your marriage to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It parallels your relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Literally, it's like, you know what it's like? I- I'm telling you now, those of you who drive highway, and I drive highway a lot, you know you're going on a, on a certain lane, you're, you're on the lane, and you look to your right and to your left, you see other cars literally just parallel to you. They're going the same way, it's another lane, right? That's what it is. Marriage to your spouse and marriage to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The relationship, which is really the bond, the marriage. Marriage, what do you mean? We have a certain marriage to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what Harsina was all about. Now think about for a second. I, I, I'm sorry, you know, for those of you who don't plug into the spiritual side of our show, you have to hear this because it's such an amazing, amazing parallel. Think about it. You know, our great, 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 great grandparents, right? They were in Mitzrayim. They were in Egypt. We were slaves. We weren't happy. We were under the yoke of power. And what happens? Akadosh Baruch Hu comes. Akadosh Baruch Hu takes us out of Mitzrayim. It's like, could you imagine? Could you imagine you're in Mitzrayim and you do not stop working? You're working like a dog. You're sweating. You're, you're building for no reason. You're uh, paro and it's nonstop. And then comes Moshe Rabbeinu and he's the shliach. And it's really like Hashem with 10 plagues. Hashem takes us out of Mitzrayim. Can you imagine yourself in such a situation? Wouldn't you be like, like, Ecstatic. Ex- I don't think it's a better word than ecstatic. You'd be ecstatic. You would feel such a connection to Hashem. You would feel such an amazing connection. Like, Akash took me out of here. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And then what happens? Let me go. And then what happens? It leads to what? It leads to the wedding. The wedding was Har Sinai. That's when we got the Torah. That's our bond with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's our, that's our bond, the Torah. The Torah is our bond. Specifically Shabbos, by the way. Shabbos is like our signet ring. That's like our, that's the engagement ring. Shabbos, by the way. That's Shabbos, you know. We all talk about Shomer Shabbos. Shomer Shabbos. Shabbos is so important. Because that's our, that's our like engagement ring with Hashem. Our connection. That's why people, we say, oh, is it religious? Not religious. It's Shomer Shabbos. That, that's like it. That's the engagement ring. But that just signifies the whole, everything, which is what is the Torah. Right? So we get married to Kaddish Baruch Hu. And then, think about it. Then what happens? Then we, we're in the Midbar, right? We were supposed to go right away to Eretz Yisrael. It doesn't happen. Why? Because we don't trust Hashem. Hashem tells us to go in. We don't trust. We send in spies. And then we're not sure. And we, we, we start crying. And then I had a Tisha B'av. We have to stay there for 40 years. And then it starts. Literally, like a marriage Akash Baruch gives us with our spouse. That what? It all starts so beautiful, so connecting, so wonderful. It, it just starts like that. What marriage does it start like that? Think about it. When you got married, okay? You want to tell me you feel the same way right now that, that when you, you got married? <laughs> of course not. It was a completely different feeling. I don't mean that you have more love now than you have later. Don't get me wrong. You could be much more in love right now. 
after you're married for many, many years than when you were originally. But it was just, it was just a hype. All this excitement, the hype. Wow, my chassan, my kala, I'm so excited. Talk to her at night and, 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 and we talk and we schmooze. And I'm so excited. I can't wait to get married to her. I'm so excited. And then what happens? And then what happens? Well, what happened with us and the Kaddish Baruch Hu thinks about it? We have the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Before you knew, there was Cheda Egel. Before you know it, right? And we get married and then it's like, you're in your first fight. It's like, are we actually fighting? Is that what's happening? We're actually fighting? This is, this is retarded, excuse me, for the vernacular. We're fighting? We're supposed to be in love. And you get into that first fight. And hopefully it's resolved nicely. I say really, hopefully it's resolved nicely. Many times it's not. Many times it's not resolved nicely. And then it just leads to another fight, another fight. And disagreements and hurt and a feeling of, of, of empty attachment. And it just and you're struggling. And hopefully you get over it. And some marriages never recover. Some marriages do recover. We do have the training. We don't have the training. And it's, just, it's a struggle. And it's a daily struggle. So we work on it every day to connect and to bond and to connect and to bond. And that's our relationship with Hashem. That's our relationship with Hashem. It's a constant struggle. Constant struggle. Please help me. And then Akash Baruch gives us challenges. And we're like, Hashem, oh, why are you doing this to me? I don't understand. That's what we're thinking. We don't say that. But you know what? I'm going to keep on diving. I'm going to keep on doing the right thing. I'm going to keep at it. I'm going to keep at it. I'm about to give you that word. I'm, I'm just about to give you that word because we're almost literally touching this word, which is the secret. I would say like this is, this is the basis. This is the root. This is the benchmark for a successful marriage. I'm going to say it in a second before I say it. I just want to show you the parallel between our marriage to our spouse that who provides for us, a spouse. Um, and Mr. Shem will provide it for those of you who are not married. Um, to us, the what? This, 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 parallel that we have to the marriage that we have with Hashem. Listen to what Rabbi Arya Kaplan Zatzal writes. It's so beautiful. He says, when we get married, we do things that parallel the, relate, the marriage that we had with the Kaddish Baruch Hu and Har Sinai. How do we do that? We do this as follows. That what? It starts with the ring. It all starts with the ring. Meaning what? It's a circular thing. It goes around and around. It's our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's a, it, it, you know, it, it comes back, you know, it goes around, comes around. It all comes around. No matter what the challenge is, no matter what it is, we'll be there for Kaddish Baruch Hu. You know why? You know why we are here today? Those of you who are listening to me today. If you are listening to me today and you are Shomer Shabbos or Shomer, you know, just Shomer Shabbos, you know, and I, nothing even more than that, honestly. If you're Shomer Shabbos, Today, I am telling you, the only reason that it, it, it is that way is because of the ring, because of this bond. Shabbos is like this bond. Shabbos is this ring that goes around and it goes, goes around and it keeps us who we are throughout all the challenges that we've had throughout history. It's, it's the Torah and the Shabbos is like the signet ring. And then we have the ksuva. You get married. You all had a ksuva. What is that ksuva? That ksuva parallels, Ravari Kaplan writes, the Sefer Habris. Then we have the chuppah. You all got married under a chuppah. Anybody who's listening to me here, right? You got married under a chuppah. I'm saying if you're Jewish, you got married to, under a chuppah. Even if you're not Shomer Shabbos, you got married under a chuppah. So where did that chuppah come from? What's the deal with the chuppah? Ravari Kaplan writes, again, it parallels the marriage that we have with Hashem. Right? That what? Har Sinai. 
Hargigis, the mountain, according to many Mepharshim, was literally on top of us. You hear this? Harsinai was on top of us. Again, paralleling the chuppah. The candles that you're walking down with the candles to your chuppah. What is that representing? Right, Travaria Kaplan, that represents the lightning on Harsinai. The, I mean, you could go on and on and on and on and on. If you, if you, oh, listen to this, this is mamish, unbelievable. How, what, what did your husband say to you when you got married? Do you, do you remember? Maybe this was like very long ago. You're listening to it like very long ago. I don't remember what my husband said. No, of course you remember what your husband said because you see it every time you go to a wedding. What does the, what does the chasen say to the kala? The chasen says to the kala, hare at mikudesh asli. What's the first word of Ari Kaplan writes? Hare at mikudesh asli. The hey. What does that symbolize? The hey symbolizes the Torah, the chamishay chumshay Torah. Again, paralleling the what? Comparing the marriage to our marriage with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As a matter of fact, in the Shever Brachis, the, the word HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem, I believe he writes, is 14 times paralleling. This you might have to help me after class. I'm not sure what he wrote, but I think paralleling also in Aseris Adibros might say, you could check this out, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the main point over here is that what? That there's a parallel. It's like you're driving on the highway and right next to you is another car. Driving just right with you. Like two marriages, right? Well, you know what? The first marriage is what our marriage with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And parallel to that is the marriage that you have with your spouse. And both of those relationships require one word in order to make them successful. One word. What is that word? What was that word that I could have used yesterday when the guy asked me? What is that secret formula to marriage? And I started saying a couple of things, which was a formula, but that was a three, that was a three step. I wanted to consolidate it into one and branch out from there. There's one word, and if you don't agree with me, feel free to text me after the show. Call me. I'll be able to take calls. Bakshan, we get a lot of feedback here, but text me if you don't agree with me, because there's one word to a successful marriage. And then that word branches out. And there's the same word to a successful relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that word is none other than the word of commitment. That's it. Commitment. It's all about commitment. That's it. It's all about commitment. If you have commitment in your marriage, your marriage will be successful. Whether we're talking about the marriage, the relationship that we as Klal Yisrael have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's the reason we're here today. That's the reason that so many other nations, religions came up and went down. You read Mark Twain's essay. Everybody knows it. It's one of the wonders of the world. The fact that there still is Judaism today. Well, of course it's Judaism today. Like obviously, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is about Judaism and the world will be, will be re-around. But it's our commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As much as they try to destroy us, not just us as human beings, but our religion, our Torah, taking away our Torah, as much as they try to do it, it was our steadfast, our great-grandparents, steadfast commitment to the Torah. And that parallels the marriage that you have with your spouse. It's about being committed. That's what it's about. It's about being committed to your spouse. Through, you know, they say through th thick and skin, no matter what, I, you have to have, you have to have an attitude. You know, and, and as I, you know what happens when I talk to you, I know you think, yeah, I'm committed, but my husband's not. Or I'm committed, but my wife's not. No, no, no. Listen to me. Forget about your wife for a second. Forget about your husband for a second. I want you to think about yourself and I want you to focus about yourself. In order to have a lasting marriage, you 
need commitment. We know this for thousands of years. We know that our relationship with our wives and our husbands parallels the relationship we have with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And we know in order for our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu to sustain, we have to be committed. Now, commitment means that many times we're going to feel disconnected. Do you hear me? This is very important. Many times in your marriage, you're going to feel completely and utterly disconnected from your spouse because your spouse criticized you, your spouse attacked you, your spouse doesn't care about you, is not there for you, and you're going to think to yourself, like, why am I even in this? Why am I even in this? Do me a favor, please. Don't ever, ever get to the stage where you, where you, where you proclaim these two words because these are the most two dangerous words in a marriage. And when I hear a couple saying, I'm like, please don't ever say that here. And what do I hear from couples? Sometimes where the couple says, I'm done, I'm done. That's toxic. Those two words are toxic. And you know why I'm telling you it's toxic? Because what if a Kaddish Baruch Hu, chas v'shalom, chas v'chalila, would say to you, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom, Hashem would say, I'm done. Can you imagine Hashem would say that to I'm done? Commitment means whether I feel connected, whether I feel disconnected, whether you're screaming at me, whether you're not screaming at me, whether I'm upset at you, whether I'm not upset, whether you gave, left me money, you didn't leave me, whether the windows open, windows closed, whether you made me a delicious dinner or a disgusting dinner, whether you uh, spending time with me, you're not spending time with me. I am committed to this relationship. Now, I want to tell you something. It's very easy to say that word commitment, but you really have to understand the depth of the word commitment. Commitment is not just, oh, I'm there. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It's like, you know, but the guy, they, what do you mean? You don't know? The guy get married, right? They'll say commitment, you know, dearly beloved, you'll be there no matter what, you'll be with me 100% committed. And guess what? Well, the divorce rate out there is 50%, probably higher. So what happened to all that commitment, huh? I want to tell you something. This is very interesting. There's a study, huh? you realize this. There's a, there's a study. Uh, let me read you the study. Listen, to, I think you're going to, you know, we say chapana from this study. I'm going to read you this, okay? Listen to this. I'm quoting over here. UCLA psychologists say there's a big difference between liking being married and doing the tough work to preserve a relationship. What does being committed to your marriage really mean? Okay. UCLA psychologists answer this question in a new study based on their analysis of 172 married couples over the first 11 years of marriage. When people say I'm committed to my relationship, they can mean two things, said study co-author Benjamin Kearney, a professor of psychology and co-director of Relationship Institute at UCLA. One thing they can mean is I, re I really like this relationship and I wanted to continue However, commitment is more than just that. A deeper level of commitment, the psychologists report, is a much better predictor of lower divorce rates and fewer problems in marriage. It's easy to be committed to your relationship when it's going well, says senior study author Thomas Bradbury, a psychology professor who co-directs the Relationship Institute. Quote, as a relationship changes, however, shouldn't you say at some point something like this? I'm committed to this relationship, but it's not going very well. I need to have some resolve, make some sacrifices, and take the steps I need to take to keep this relationship moving forward. It's not just that I like the relationship, which is true, but that I'm going to step up and take active steps to maintain this relationship, even if it means I'm not going to get my way 
in certain areas. Do you hear this? Yes, they realize it too. They very much realize it. The study was done. They came to a realization that in order to have a sustainable relationship, there must be commitment. And true commitment is not just when everything is going good, but also when things are not going good. You have to remain committed. So I ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen, who are listening to this. If they figured it out too, the psychologists have figured it out. There's a whole study done at UCLA, prestigious, one of the most prestigious universities here in America, possibly in the world, right? If there's the study was done, then how come they not getting it right? How come the divorce rate is still 50, 51, probably over 50%? That means half the marriages are failing out there in the world. What's going on? Now, you know, it would be very nice for me to sit here and, you know, to postulate as if in our community, we don't have this stuff going on. Oh, yeah, we don't have divorces going on. Well, listen, Baruch Hashem, thank God, it's not close to the numbers that are out there in the world. It's not close. But it's moving up. You know that good and well. You hear every night and you hear stories, right? It's moving up. Oh, boy, it's moving up. But what do you mean? Aren't we committed? You know, here's what I challenge you. You're listening to this? I don't know where you are. Let's say this. I don't know where you are. You're in your kitchen? You're in your car? You're listening to this? I challenge you to find a young couple, chas and kala, and ask them the following question. Say, are you committed to your relationship? Will you do anything to make this sustainable, to make this lasting, to make this good? What couple is going to tell you, no, I'm actually not committed. I'm just whatever, yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, a relationship is only, uh, is only fun. It's only good. I only, it's a take-take relationship. <laughs> You know, it's so funny because you hear these, okay, I, I'm not saying chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom, I'm not trying to knock anybody, but many times you hear Musar Shmuzin, which are very well intended, and they'll tell you how important commitment is in a relationship, and how it takes a lot of work, and how it's so much to do, and how whatever, and then it's like, great, now what? Now what? Does that mean I have a good relationship? I'm committed? I'm committed! I'm committed! So I come home. I'm upset at you. I'll scream at you, but I'm still committed. I'm still committed to the relationship. I'm 100% commitment. I bought you flowers every Shabbos, so I'm committed to the relationship. Or I, uh, what did I do? I take care of your children, right? I'm the mother of your children. I take good care of them, so I'm, I'm committed to the relationship. No, no, that's not commitment. And you know why? You know what? Uh, my personal opinion, this is a personal opinion. You know what my personal opinion is why? Despite the fact that the UCLA psychologists got it right. They really do got it right. I, I, I 100%. We know this for thousands of years, that it's commitment. Because parallels our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Our relationship with the Baruch Hu is all dependent on commitment. So how come, if you got it so right, so how come they didn't figure it out? How come, how come the divorce rate is not dropping? It's 52% or whatever it is, around, hovering around there, probably over 50 and people are getting married less and less. Derech Agav. So how come, I ask you, how come it hasn't lowered itself? You see a psychologist, there's a whole field of marriage and family therapy, there are social workers, so they should go to a social worker. Go to marriage and family therapy. Right? I have a degree, I know all about it. Done, done it, been there, done that. Well, my fellow marriage and family therapists, tell me that what? The divorce rate has gone down? No. I'll tell you why not. Because it's got to be grounded in Torah values. You hear me? It's got to be grounded in Torah values. And we talk about commitment. There's two aspects. First of all is what UCLA psychologists are saying. And that is that 
Yes, there's a commitment, but it's not just when I feel connected to you that I am committed. You hear me? It's not I'm just committed when I'm chasen kala. Oi, I'm so excited we're going to have our chasna. And I go, my dress, I bought as soon as all the friends, and the chasen cigarettes, and this and that, and the vart, and I'm so excited I'm talking to my kala, and this and that. Oh, of course, we're going to be committed for the rest of our lives. You have, you, uh, with all due respect, chasenim and kalam, and I wish you all healthy. Mirza Hashem, you should only have good marriages. But believe you me, it's not that simple. You get married, you're going to see. As in love as you were, you're going to see the challenges are going to creep up. That's a Kaddish Baruch Hu giving us opportunities to grow. They're going to creep up. That's when the commitment kicks in. The commitment kicks in when I don't feel connected, when I feel resentment, when I feel upset, when I feel uninterested, both male and female, because of a misinterpretation, a miscommunication, whatever it is. Usually they, they really all stem from like stupidity, really stupidity, all the fights. I should say all the fights, but most of them. From really silly things, and they catapult out of control because people just don't know what to do. Right? So what I'm saying is, is that the commitment has to be there. And I want to mention something else before we move on to explaining the depth of commitment, which UCLA psychologists, with all due respect, have not done. It's very nice to do a study. It's very nice to create different modes of therapy. It's very nice to tap into subconscious. I'm not saying it's not important, but there's got to be a formula. Well, the commitment stems from the Torah. And I want to mention this before, before we move on, explain, talk about the commitment itself. And that's like this, ladies and gentlemen. And that's like this. What I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is that not only our marriage with our spouse, parallel to the marriage that we have with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, our marriages, Hashem set this up in a way that we're very different from our spouse. Why? Because when we do the right thing, not only are we connecting with our spouse, we're connecting on an extremely, extremely deep level with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Every time we do something that literally behooves as commitment, real true commitment, which we're going to talk about in a second, not the commitment that, that might be a farce of just, you know, waking up for the baby at 2 a.m., which I'm not saying is not important. It is. It is. It is important. That's not the, the, you know, like the apex of it. I'm talking about, I'm talking about real true commitment. We're going to discuss in a second. I know we're running out of time. But every time we plug into the world of real true commitment, we are connecting to Hashem. You know why we're connecting to Kaddish Baruch Hu? Because we're being just like a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We're just like Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Kael, Rachel, V'chanon, Erech, Apayim, Rav Chesed. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a complete, complete selfless giver. We don't understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We'll never understand what Hashem is, but we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is completely selfish, selfless, completely selfless. We know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is completely out there for us. Nothing for Him, right? Completely out there. We say this. Is this Thursday? Are you listening to this on Thursday? When are you listening to this? On Thursday at 11.46 and 08 seconds? I'm looking at the screen over here. Did you say Tachron this morning? Did you say Slichot this morning? You know what you said? Avinu malkeinu. Chaneinu vaaneinu. Ki ein banu maasim. Hashem. We're asking Hashem to help us. Because the truth is, we, we're not worthy of it. Asei manu tzdaka v'chesed. Do with us tzedakah v'chesed means give tzedakah, chesed, kindness. We don't deserve it. Say imanu tzedakah v'chesed v'hoshen. This is the avinu malkeinu. By the way, we say this in Yom, in Yom Kippur. We're gonna, you're going to say this so many times over. You know, this is like a biggie when it comes to Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because 
We can't stand in front of a Kaddish Baruch and say, Hashem, we deserve it. We can't say, Hashem, we say, Hashem do us a favor. So why don't we just parallel it? Akash Baruch gave us the opportunity. Do that with your wife. You're upset at her? Let it go. Let it go. At least for 10 minutes. At least for 15 minutes. Ladies, you're upset at your husband? You're upset you've been asking him a million times? Let it go. Tzedakah v'chesed. We're asking it from Hashem. Let's do it for our spouse. Mida connected Mida, right? So, so this is this is an opportunity for us to connect to Hashem. It's so beautiful. It, it's everything fits like a beautiful tapestry. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful colors. It just all fits our relationship with Hashem, our relationship with our spouse. The chupa har Sinai, the chulam. So, what is this commitment? What is this commitment? It's not just UCLA and they talk about waking up at two a.m. in the morning. I, I, of course, that's important, but it's much more than that. There, I, I think, several components to the commitment. This is obviously we cannot get nitty gritty over here. There's too much to talk about, but I want you to focus on this word commitment because it's so important for a successful relationship. Number one, the commitment to what? The commitment to the mission statement that Hashem gives us. The mission statement that Hashem gives us. The goal. The, the job description that we have in marriage. It's got to be a commitment to the job description. Therefore, a man will leave his father and his mother and, they will, and he will cleave to his wife and they will be one flesh. One flesh is a total commitment. If God forbid the doctor says to someone he thinks he might have to amputate his arm, he's not going to say to the doctor, no problem, go ahead, when can we schedule it? He will never say that. Why not? Because he's committed to his arm. That's the commitment you should have to your wife. <laughs> yeah, this, this is it. What's the job description? Tells us the Rambam. We have to respect our wives more than we respect ourselves. And love our wife like we respect ourselves. And he gives examples. Do not come into the house. Scary. Don't come in critical and attacking and all that. And what? And you come in and you should be nice and loving. Do not be sad, overly sad and upset. Do what the Ramam says. Oh, I'm not holding there. Huh? I don't know. I'm not really at that level. Then the Ramam could do it. Okay. Hello. For those of you who are like, you know, plugged into the world of halacha, plugged into the word of Torah, l- let me just read this to you. This is Rambam, Mishnah Torah, Hilchis Ishis, Tesvav. Hilchis Ishis. Go ask your Rav. Is this a halacha or is this a nicely nice thing to do if I'm a nice guy? So I could do it. This is Mishnah Torah. It's halacha. Hilchis Ishis. Halacha. Hello, halacha. This doesn't talk to you. Maybe the professors at UCLA will talk to you as far as commitment, which, which will have lasting marriage. But it's a halacha. Now, one second, ladies, you're not getting away over here. The Rambam writes for you also. So that they command on the woman that she should honor her husband exceedingly. And she'd have awe from her husband. He should be in her eyes. Do you hear these words? Sar, an officer, Melech, a king. And men, you have to treat your wives as queens. See, what, we're, what I'm reading here, the Ramam, right? 
I'm not reading it around and saying, oh, this is a nice thing. It's a nice piece of advice. Halakha. Halakha. Are you committed to this? Oh, my husband got me upset. Oh, boy, did my husband... Rabbi Greenfield, you expect me to, to treat him as a king? Uh, what are you? Are you fool? Are you making, you're making a joke? You know what? You can't treat him as a king? No problem. Respect him, nevertheless. But he doesn't deserve this respect. He doesn't deserve. <laughs> okay, ladies, are you going to say Avinu Malkeinu this Yom Kippur? This Rosh Hashanah? Are you saying Avinu Malkeinu? You're asking Hashem. You're saying you're not worthy of it. So you're asking Hashem, please do chesed with me. Please do chesed with me. I don't deserve it. Do chesed with me. Give me bracha. I want my children to have, to have health and happiness. And there's a new school year. And there's so much that we want from Hashem. Are you doing tzedakah v'chesed with your husband? Men, are you doing tzedakah v'chesed with your wives? Are you doing tzedakah I was speaking to, 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 to a lady the other day. She says to me, and it's, well, it's a couple. Whatever. The marriage is not necessarily such, such, a, such a wonderful, it's a challenging marriage. She says to me, you know, I daven for my husband. I daven for him every day. I da and it's hard for me to daven for my husband. But I daven for him anyways, for success, for happiness, for parnasa. Avas chinam. Abbas Chinam, it's like, wow, so beautiful to hear that. And that's, that's what Abbas Chinam is. That's what we want from Hashem. That's a commitment that we have to the mission statement of marriage, which, mind you, halacha, we're not going to get into it. it just Honestly, I, I, the reason I'm like stressing this, I'm getting all excited about this halacha piece, is because, and again, I know in, in, in Yiddishkeit, we can feel very connected in one area, another area. We could be very makbid in one halacha, but not in another halacha. But you know what? There's a difference between saying, yeah, you know, I'm very makbid and davening, but I'm not so makbid. I have to work. I'm, I'm on, on hilchis. You know, the Rambam's hilchis ishas and how I have to treat my wife. Let's say someone says that to me, right? Okay, so you know he's getting there. But then you have the people who are like, you know, Baruch Hashem, they're davening so beautifully and they're so connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and they're so makbid and this, that, and these halachas, these halachas, which are important, don't get me wrong. But they don't have an iota of what the halacha is when you, you treat your wife. Like, you, you know, halacha. Look at the Ramam. Look at you. Go ask your Pisic. Do I have to act, treat my wife nicely? What if I don't want to? Or she annoys me? Hello? You have a choice? Okay, that's the first mission thing. And the second mission is Eshlamas Amidis. Second mission, commitment. We're talking about commitment now. You have to have commitment to these mission statements, to these job descriptions that Kaddish Baruch Hu gives us that what? I will get annoyed at my wife. You have to say to yourself, I will get annoyed at my husband. Not because she's bad or he's bad. Maybe there's a misinterpretation. Maybe there's a miscommunication. Maybe I'm displacing my frustration of the day on her. I have my hats on hungry, angry, tired, or stressed. But you know what? I'm committed. Say to yourself, I'm committed. Say I'm committed to Kodesh Baruch I'm committed to my wife. I'm not going to get upset. If I walk into the house and I see that the air conditioner is on, blasting, and everyone's sleeping, right? Downstairs, the air conditioner is on. So why turn, I told you to turn it off a million times. Why is the air conditioner on? I'm paying the money. I have to work late. So that, you know, you're committed. You say to yourself, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to control myself because I am committed. That's what the UCLA professors, I think, forgot or didn't realize it or know. The commitment when you get really annoyed. That's 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 the real say real, but the commitment. That's the commitment that 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 we have. Okay. Now, what else did I want to say? Hmm, interesting. What else I wanted to say? What I wanted to say is that commitment goes further. Commitment goes has to permeate in your house. For something that I call a loving theme, there's got to be a loving theme. You don't speak to your wife like you speak to your friend. Your wife is not your friend. You hear me? Your husband is not your friend. You're not roommates. You're not a company. And it's not a partnership. It's a marriage. Marriage is basarechad. It's one 
piece. One piece. That's why the Rabbim says, respect your wife more than you respect yourself. Why? Because maybe yourself, you know, whatever it is. But you know what? Your wife is part of you. And if she's sensitive to something, you be careful how you speak to her. Speak to her in a loving way. I wanted to speak about this further today. I couldn't. I don't have time. Ladies, gentlemen, when you're asking your husband for something, when you're asking with your wife something, if you can do that for me, it make me very happy. Why do you have to spit out commands at your wife? Why do you have to spit out commands at your husband? Why? Because you have a partnership? Because you did so much for them? They did so much for you? So this is the way the relationship you have? No, speak with respect. If you can do that, I'd appreciate it. It'll make me happy. If you could wake up tomorrow a little bit earlier because I want to discuss that, make me very happy. If we can leave to the chasana earlier, it'd make me very happy. I'd appreciate it. You know, last time, we almost wished the wedding. <clears throat> Last time, this is my sister's wedding, or this is my brother's wedding, or this is somebody else's wedding, and I enjoy going to the Shemag. I don't want to come in last second, chaplap, chaplap. I don't like that. So do me a favor, please. Don't tell me it takes you forever to get ready. You know, get, get yourself ready. Just, just be on time. Please, be on time. Please, I'm sorry. I'm asking. Oh, I'm not nice. Let me speak to you nicely. Can you please be on time, please? It's not the way you talk to your wife. That's not commitment. That's not, that's not a loving theme. That's not respect. That's not your queen. You have to treat her like she's your queen. She treats you like the king. Now, those of you who are listening to me, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my spouse should hear this. I hear this all the time. Baruch Hashem, we have Siyad Shemaya. And, 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 and in, the, in, in these shows, it's really what it is. And you're thinking, well, my spouse should hear it. Start with yourself. Make a 180. Do a 180. You're asking Hashem to do the same thing. This is why Rosh Hashanah is coming up. What are you asking Hashem? Hashem, you're asking Hashem, please do in 180. I, I, don't, I don't deserve it. Please do this for me anyways. Please, Hashem. Please, can you please, 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 please. Can you please do it for me? Are you doing it for your spouse? Do it for your spouse and you're going to create a loop. You're going to create a loop. It's so funny because so like psychological world, they, they, have, they call it a loop. Positively loop. There's a loop. It didn't take the psychologist to figure it out. We know about this loop. We've been doing this for years and thousands of years. So what? Positivity breeds positivity. Mitzvah, Guerrero, Mitzvah. And all these things that we're talking about is mitzvah. One mitzvah leads to another mitzvah. And invest in your relationship. You want to, you don't want to, you're in the mood, you're not in the mood when you finish this show. And, you know, oh, I'm putting a beautiful song. Hopefully I can find this song. Um, if I can find this song um, after the show. And uh, when you finish it, you know what? I'm saying to you, what I'm saying to you is invest in your marriage. Men, send a text to your wife. You're texting everybody. Text your wife, I'm thinking about you. Give her some attention. How is your day? Is everything going well? If you're hearing this at night, you could do it at night as well. How is your day? Invest, Moshe Aaron Stern, attention. You can ask your wife how she slept. You could compliment what your wife's wearing. You can call, text her during the day. Spend quality time with her. When she feels overwhelmed, offer to help her. We're not going to get into the five love languages now. But I will tell you is you know, you know what it is makes your wife feel loved and cherished, understood and cared about. You know, answer this question right now. Don't talk to anybody right now. Answer to yourself. I'm asking you a question. What can you do to make your spouse feel loved? What can you do? What is it? What speaks to them a lot? Is it quality time? Is it buying her something? Is it uh, complimenting your husband? Is it thanking your husband? Is it words of affirmation? What is it? What is it? Just, just do it. 
but he doesn't deserve it. You know how nasty he acts to me? He doesn't deserve it. Okay, do we deserve it? We're going to ask Hashem in a week, a couple of weeks from now. We already asked This is commitment. This is commitment. What I'm talking to you about is commitment. Investing in your relationship. Answering the question of what makes your spouse feel loved. And doing it today, tonight. Doing it right away. Just doing it. Just doing it. Because we're committed to the relationship. Whether I'm upset at her or not upset at her. Whether I'm happy with him or not happy with him. And maybe I can't do it with a full heartbeat. At least I'm trying. And you know what's going to happen? What's going to happen is it's, you're going you're gonna to feel connected. Your marriage is going to succeed. Your children ultimately are going to gain the most over here because that's a package deal. And you're going to get connected to Kadesh Baruch Hu. You hear what I'm saying? And you're going to get connected to Kadesh Baruch Hu. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't it beautiful that you'll have all these things? Thank you for listening. This is Urban Radio Greenfield. Gotta go. We have like eight seconds. Questions, comments, feedback, 917-397-2841. Have an amazing, amazing, amazing week.